When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. The international break is coming to an end. It's been dragging this one, I can't even lie. And after that Man City win, I do want to see Arsenal back in action. And it's a big one. London derby away to Chelsea this weekend. So we're going to talk about that towards the back end of this video. But we're also going to talk about current headlines, current talking topics around Arsenal Football Club. It's been a quiet international break, but there's one topic that we failed to discuss in the last few weeks that I think needs discussing. We're going to move on to that one pretty swiftly. But before we do, let's introduce the panel. Obviously, James and Lee, familiar faces in the building. And we've got a return. I say return. Curtis jumped on the Forever Arsenal podcast out in New Jersey. Was it New Jersey? I think it was DC, wasn't it? It was Washington, DC. But you're back. You're back on this one, the streamed one, the the four-segmented panel. And I know the comments are already going to say, keep Jordan away. Let Curtis... <laughs> I, I, I could envision it. From us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I love that intro, you know. That's the first time I've seen that intro. Typical Lee sleeping in it, as he does always on the coach and stuff. Typical. So, uh, I only went on I'll tell you what, I only went on next to James. <laughs> he was me one time when he was on the train. I slept, slept like a baby for three hours. Lovely, like, you know what I mean? Lovely. <laughs> uh, it's all good? Yeah, good, man. Like you said, man, international breaks, not great, is it? The England games are not particularly exciting, but um, at least it's countdown now to the weekend. So, and well, you're not interested actually... to see how Ollie Watkins does up top against Australia? Nah, I'm all right, mate. I actually watched yeah. Holland against France. That was the better game. If you watch oh, that over the yeah. weekend, there yeah, have no, been. Um, no I, I've, got, I've got this stance of like, I don't care about international football. I don't care. I, you know, I'm not asked about it. But there have been some good Euro qualifiers. I mean, the kind of Norway, Spain, Scotland sort of stuff going on in that group's been fairly interesting. I know Italy, England today, Lee was just saying we didn't even realize they were playing, but that's actually quite a big game for Italy. I'm trying. I'm trying to care. <laughs> and I should. I'm half Italian, half English. I, I I really struggle with international football to get me to the tournaments. You know what? Yeah. I, I can't lie. I've enjoyed this one, even though it's dragged for Arsenal. Turkey beat Croatia away. Um, we've qualified for the Euros, so it's either Wales or Croatia that get the second spot. And Turkey and Italy have 2032, James. So yeah, we, we, might be be busy. we might be busy that summer. 
we could be, we could be unbelievably busy. Um, I mean, yeah, fair enough. But what, aren't they still like a two-hour flight away? Yeah, I don't get it. It's I don't like, understand. It's good to know they're doing their bit for the environment, but um, no, no, no shade on the country. Is UEFA? I don't know, but it's like that World Cup they announced, haven't they? The the one that's starting in the in the original host countries or something, but then they're taking it back to yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, listen, it starts in Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Then it goes back to Morocco, Spain, and Portugal. Isn't it the first one over four continents or three continents or something like that? So there you go. But I'm, I'm I'm excited about Italy, Turkey getting the getting 2032. That is cool. Um, Don't worry, Lee. UK has got 2028 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like an intro to the tactical show. This come on, let's move it on a bit. Like, <laughs> well, just, hold on, we just like to we're just educating our viewers. No, this you is know, fantastic. Like, no. Well, what's wrong? You know, I know you know you didn't know anything about it, but you know now you've learned something. No, I, I have learned something from that. Like, you know, I've learned that. That's very good. Like, you know, so I look forward to all that. <laughs> <laughs> Lee ain't been the same since those doc points, mate. I'm telling you, he ain't been. The, he, look, he looks at me in the office. I see him now, and he doesn't want to come over to say hello. <laughs> he doesn't want to give me a hug like he used to. The relationship's fractured at the moment. So he doesn't enjoy his wins as much. No, nah. he got a point the other day, and he was just like, "Oh, sod it." Yeah. Oh, so don't worry, Lee, man. We'll 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 mend this relationship. Let let's head over to you first, Lee, because the talking topic coming up first is Ivan Tony. Um, Ooh. it's it's quite and down in the recent days. Obviously, the transfer window is still a little while away, but there's been very strong link that Arsenal have either started negotiations for a deal, are close to com- completing negotiations for a deal, but there's very much some firm interest there from Arsenal for Ivan Tony this January. Is that the right move, Lee? Yeah, I think we need someone in that area. I really do. I think, like, um, come January, wherever we are positioned in the league, hopefully, like, we're there or thereabouts. I think that January transfer and maybe one or two signings could be the the difference going into the the real business end of the season. You know, hopefully, like, um, the last 16 of the Champions League, the FA Cup still got, hopefully, would be still in the League Cup as well. Like, obviously, got a massive game against West Ham coming up in a couple of weeks. But I, I do think that Arsenal just need to just freshen things up in that front area. Actually, really like Jesus playing wide in the last couple of games it, from his personal performances. But I do think that we miss him down down the middle. Like you know, I, I've got no issue if if you said to me now um, that uh, for the whole season, Saka, Jesus, and um, Martinelli will start every single Premier League game to to now to the end of the season. I don't think it would be an issue, but we know that that's not not going to happen. Like you know, I'd, I'd be very very happy with that front three going into the to, to every game, as as we see. Like you know, when Martinelli come on on um, the game against Man City, it makes a difference. So, but we know it's not 11, 11 players now; it's a squad game, and I, I think that we just need that plan B, but also someone that if we we do have to rest Saka or Martinelli, Jesus going out on the on the flank wouldn't make us weaker going down the middle, if you know what I mean. And that's nothing against Eddie. I think Eddie would come in and do a good job against uh, a majority of the Premier League sides. But I'm talking top-end Champions League, quarter-finals, semi-finals, if we get that far, going into title decides against City, uh, Manchester um, United, uh, Tottenham away. All those games will be coming up. 
uh, next season as well because we played them three at home. So I think it's a massive, massive um, thing to, that we get somebody. Whether Ivan Tony's the right one, well, that's something we can discuss. I quite like him, if I'll be honest. I would prefer someone a little bit younger, if, if I'll be really honest, so that we can build for the next five, six, seven years. But... You know, I, I do like him as a as a player and what he what he brings and what he could bring to Arsenal. Someone as young as a Kanji, yeah. Someone as young as that. I didn't want to say that, like you know, twenty eight <laughs> year old. But, uh, that wasn't fair on Jordan. He's not even here. No, no, no yeah, but that's you all over, James, isn't it? Like you know, I know. That, that was a that was a you know cheap shot. You come over as this nice guy, but, but deep down you're ruthless. <laughs> Deep down, I'm calling That's out the all of you. Know, yeah, I think like, he brings the Italian out of him, like, yeah, exactly yeah. That, like you know, what I mean? he brings out that dark side of his life. You know what I mean? Very shady <laughs> characters, you know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, he's got that little dark arts to himself, like you know, and. Uh, Bit like the Italians in the war, but should I bring that up? Keep swapping sides and things like that. He's a little bit oh, like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, that, that Italian side of him, like, I don't, who's, who's Italian side on your mum or your dad? My mum, all from nice. Milan. She's nice, your mum. Yeah, he's, he's trying to work that out behind the scenes. I don't know where it can, maybe it's the English side then. Maybe it is the English side. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's getting bullied about tactical insight every week. I've had to grow no, a backbone. That's what it is, like, you know. So. You've done me a favour. I've built character. Appreciate I've brought, it. I've brought <laughs> the, Italian colours, the Italian colours on today as well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, so, actually, uh, the English ain't no better anyway. You're right, actually. It probably is the English side. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. I don't, you know... Um, yeah, I, I probably, probably is English. Side, <laughs> anyway, enough character breakdown. It's like an in focus on James. Um, Go on, James. Ivan, Ivan Tony. Yeah, I love him. Bring him. Like I, I, I don't really have much to say, but I, I think he, I think he's fantastic. Sign him. I, yeah, I think he's. I mean, you want a different profile. Brilliant. Yeah. You also want someone who can keep us doing the things we're doing in terms of link up and build up. He's got a really underrated pass on him. Like he's a he, he's really good at holding the ball up, bringing players into play. I don't have much more to say, and you know you can play Jesus, so I don't have to necessarily cost him a place in the team. Um, an interesting debate is: do we need him more than we need a Pedro Neto? And when you look at Bakaya Saka and everything, but if you could play Jesus out on the right, and that's not just a that's not necessarily a square peg round hole thing. He has played on the right a lot, Jesus, over his career. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan. Over to you, Curtis. I, I don't have much more to say. I, I genuinely think he's he's fantastic. I was quite short for you. I was expecting tactics and stats and all sorts. <laughs> oh, like bring him on, <laughs> on, Curtis. More, please. Bring him on more. Jesus. No, listen. For for me, um, <laughs> we spoke about it before, aren't we, Turk? She's like Tony for me is a no-brainer. Um, especially as the fact you can probably get him in January. I think the other strikers that we've spoken about, I think, would be more available in the summer. Um, I actually don't mind the fact that he's 27 because I think we are quite a young group and he could be a bit of a leader. He's been the captain of of Brentford. He, he's grown through the game. Um, if you look at his his journey, you know, he went to Newcastle, then sort of fell down to the bottom of the ladder. He's had to come through the leagues. Um, he clearly wants a move. So, you know, it's just whether we can get him because I think Chelsea will go for him as well. Um, and Tottenham, I think maybe Tottenham. Yeah, they they both need strikers. But I just think you look at Saliba the way Saliba dealt with Haaland. Tony's the only striker that I've seen sort of deal with Saliba a little bit. You know, he won it. I think he won ten out of ten aerial duels. 
scored against us. I just think he's got that little bully side, that little aggression to him. I think he'd be a fan's favourite. Scored 20-plus goals playing for Brentford. Imagine what he could do playing for Arsenal with Odegaard and players like that creating. So, mm. I think it's a no-brainer. I think you get him for 60, 70 million. You could maybe even throw a player to Brentford to reduce the price a little bit. So, yeah, I'd it's, be all it over. Seems like everyone's for it. Um, and I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm for it if we're in a certain situation come January. And that certain situation is in and around the title challenge. If we've still got hopes for the title come January, then I'm all for it. Let's get it done. If we fall off and our hopes have dwindled a little, there might still be a chance. I'd probably I'd probably lay off the deal because I think let me ask you guys actually and go and go around. You you lot are all heavily for the idea of Tony coming in in January. Is that for this season you're talking? Is you know is the reason behind wanting him so much in January for this season or is it for the foreseeable future? Um, uh, for, for me, I, I would say I would say both. Um, I still think at 27, you've got four years out of him at least um, as a top striker. I think he could actually get better playing for us. I know what you're saying because we've spoke about this off camera. If we wait till the summer, can you go for somebody... I mean, I don't know if you've seen these stories about Osserman at the moment, though. I don't think Arsenal will go anywhere near him. There's like allegations that his sister's been kidnapped and he's got something to do with it, like some crazy story going on. So I've always said with Osserman, I'm just not sure we'd be able to get that deal done. He's going to cost 140 million, probably. He's going to want probably half a million a week wages. I think every club who wants a striker in Europe would try and get him. So I'm just not sure we could get him. Um, I know you spoke about Evan Ferguson. I like him. He's a talent, but he's very, the CV is very small at the moment. You don't know, is he worth that kind of money yet? So I, I just think you can get Tony now. I think you can use him for the next four years beyond that, you know, we always say, can we sign a player and keep him for the next seven, eight years? But really, you just don't know how things are going to work out. Yeah. So I, I would sign Tony now, regardless of, of the future, to be honest. Yeah. Lee, deep in thought, what, what were you thinking? Tony in January or Ferguson Osherman in the summer? I'm, I'm just thinking deep in thought when you think like £100 million for Harry Kane, you know, 30 years of age and one year left of his contract. It just shows you how much, how much money you're going to have to pay for a, a prime 23, 24-year-old, you know, you, you, yeah. you're looking at a big, big money. Um, maybe they, they didn't go for Tony in the summer. Because I do think we are a little bit short in here, guys. I think we are one player short um, yeah. in, in that top half of the, of, of, the, of the squad. Maybe they didn't go for Tony because they couldn't get him in um, uh, August because he obviously can't play until January. I don't know. Um but I, I just think that he is for the here and now. I do think that we're... I, listen, I look at the, um, the game against Man City and I've been really honest. Saka's been fantastic for us. Did we really miss Saka in that game? I, I wasn't walking out of that game thinking, God, if Saka was played, we would have won this by more or whatever. I think Jesus done exceptionally well out there on the right-hand side. So where I felt we lacked a little bit was down the middle. Do you imagine if Jesus was playing and got Antony down the middle in that game? I think that we would have, um, I don't say win it a lot easier, but you know, I think there'd be a little bit more enjoyment out of those games. I just think that it's it's for now. I, I do think that 
Arsenal are in a window of opportunity, in my opinion, now, over the next three to four years of really doing some really good stuff. All these players coming to fruit at a certain age. Uh, and maybe like, you know, what Curtis says there, 27, you know, we signed Ian Wright, I think, at 27, 28, and, and that didn't work out too bad, did it? Like, you know, and and, and also, yeah, I, I look back at that game against Man City. Do you remember all the way from home when Brentford, he was very, very much the, the main man of their destruction that day. Scored you know, two, I think, that day. Yeah, and it wasn't just his, that. It was he, he, what he'd done. Imagine like him going there and playing like that against them at, at, um, at the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, guys, and I say, I say this now, that the second part of the season is going to be difficult for us because we have to go to Man United away. Uh, the oh, oh, Liverpool, I think, just before Christmas, isn't it? Like, you know? yeah. But we've got these big games away from home. Um and and also I I believe don't quote me on this it's April May that we got we go to both Manchester clubs around in and around that time I think one's in Easter one's in May I'm not too sure so they're right coming at the end of it so I I, I you know with the, the games being played and we don't want to be less short when we haven't got that firepower and I don't think that we've got enough firepower to really win the league at this moment in time. If you look at Tottenham, your people say about our Tottenham, what, what is the one thing that people say about Tottenham? They ain't got the firepower. You know, we're a little bit like that as well. Like, you know, if we just get that one over the line and I, and I say like, the other thing is, guys, is, you know, if we've got an opportunity to sign him, then don't let somebody else sign him like mm -hmm. a, a, a Tottenham or a, or, or a Chelsea. And that enhances their their chances. If, you, if, if he wants to come and we've got the chance, then... Maybe it's the best thing for us as, as well. The, the best thing I've read on all this, the debate, especially around whether there's other strikers that are worth waiting for, because uh, you could pick up a Pedro Neto in January. I say pick up 60, 70 million pounds later, but you know, you could target depth for Bakaya Saka, go the rest of the season with Jesus, Benketia, Trossard as your false nines, playing that kind of way. But the best thing I read was from Jess from She Knows Arsenal. She posted it on X. I hate saying X, it's Twitter, but anyway. Um, she says something really great, which I wholeheartedly agree with. In Jan We're not saying in January, do you want to go for Osman or do you want to go for Tony? That's a kind of a fair debate. Which one's your number one? Who are you going to try to get for the end of the season? People can have it out. Do you want Premier League experience? Do you want, I mean, Osman's just looked unbelievable since he went to Napoli, looked good at Lille as well. But is, is the idea of Osman in the summer and we don't know we're definitely going to get him, nor Ferguson. Is that better than Tony now? And I think that's a really great question because you can pass up on signing Ivan Tony in January um, because, you you know, you think the right person's there in the summer, but you don't know it. I imagine it'd be a similar to Declan Rice thing. A lot of convincing, a lot of selling the project, a lot of trying to do the behind-the-scenes work to convince him not to go to a Real Madrid instead, who I imagine will be looking for a striker who lost Benzema, who, like we said, Chelsea, Tottenham are in the market. You just you just never know. Barcelona, Lewandowski's 35, 36. You know, and how much is that going to cost you too? You know, would Arsenal part with 120 million it's going to take to get them when there's probably other areas they need to address to as well? So the idea of these players isn't worth missing out on Tony for me. Because we don't 100% know that we can or are going to do these deals or that the players even want to do these deals. So, are, are, and then, and then obviously, there's the other question of, well, are they definitely better? Now, well, go on, Turkish. 
But we do 100% know that if we do go for Tony in January, we won't be getting a striker in the summer. That's what we do. Why, why, why though? Why? Because I'll tell you why. Uh, and, and this is a, a big point for me, like, you know, the goalkeeper situation. Mm. There's no, you know, signs, uh, big sign of Aaron, Aaron Ram, Ramsdale. The, the player that he wants comes available, he gets him. Why couldn't we go and get someone like Tony for 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 a year? The the one that comes available, and then that's it. You know, yes, sell, no, sell no. Tony and all that. Like that, is, there is a ruthless side of Arsenal now, which yeah, are, yeah. which which is there. You know, if um, you know, when you look at it, guys, Aaron Ramsdale signed a massive contract. What April May? Yeah. By by the the summer, he's the number two. Like so, you know, if if the player, if they get somebody now, it doesn't mean to say that they're going to be around for two, three, four years now. You know, I mean, it might be he's around for a year. Well, we're talking about six months here. I mean, I can't see Arsenal in the same calendar year spending two hundred million on two strikers when Trossard. Well, well, they might even have to sell him. They could buy him and then sell him. Yeah, I don't know, James. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I mean, I, I hear, I do hear what you're saying. I, I, I don't think Arsenal would do that. I mean, I think, I think the other question. And this is for the people out there who watch a lot of, a lot of football. I mean, I've always said I watch every Arsenal game. I watch a lot of the Premier mm. League. I dabble in some European football. Some people might be in the comments of this podcast going, "James, you're crazy. Osman is miles better than Tony." Fine, he, he might be. Some of you might say, it. You, you know, he might be. I, I, I don't know that for sure. What I know is that Ivan Tony, I think, has been incredibly impressive for Brentford in the Premier League and has shown has shown a lot to his game. He can score goals. He, he can rack up a good tally. Fantastic penalty taker. Sublime if you want to go long in the air as well. Um, and a really good technician. I think kind of underrated as a passer and a, as a bit of a playmaker. Um, he can do that cane thing of dropping in and, and threading balls through the lines or whatever. Um, so, again, I just can't help but think that it'd be too much of a gamble when... And, you know, I've said this from, from day one of, you know, the return of this podcast for the season that I think we're going to win the league this season. I think we're in the race. And if we are in the race, then I'm firmly in Turkish's place, which is then get what you need in January to get it over the line. And I don't want to throw away the Champions League or other competitions because we've got the, the title to focus on. Be competitive on all fronts and get what you need to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm with that. I like Tony a hell of a lot. And, uh, well, and also, it might help out Raya as well. You know what I mean? Because his statistics, well, that. statistics <laughs> really do. Like, if you have a look at his statistics, people keep whacking me with the statistics of Raya. But it was because Tony was up there uh, as, yeah, as yeah. an aerial threat. You know what I mean? So, so if we can go long um, as well um, as short, because I think, you know, there's no, no doubt about it. Raya's passing in the short areas is very good. Um, it also could benefit us from that point of view as well, like you know. So, you know, I, I think that it'd be a, and, and realistically, guys, um, who else is real? There's not real. Who else is out there? I know, like people are going to get to say about that, but Premiership proven, I think, is a big thing. I, I really do, like you know. This is a guy that's proved himself in the Premier, and like you know, Vlaovic, um, Juventus could still become available in January because of what's going on with them, but. I don't really see anybody else. I think like Ferguson is a bit too young, as you say, like you know. But there isn't that many out there. That's why Harry Kane, like Harry Kane, still went for a hundred million with yeah, one yeah. year left of his contract. Like um, ma massive, massive detour, but it is on this point. So just let me laugh. Random question: Have you guys seen the Beckham documentary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just very actually, that, you guys like it? I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, don't know. Yeah, I, like I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah cool. I think it's quality too. Right, so. 
I really enjoyed, even though it's Man United and they're our rivals, I really enjoyed, you know, Roy Keane saying, you know, when Beckham was getting kicked, we, you know, he had players on the pitch that could kick back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think to the way Mikel Arteta and All or Nothing used the Ivan Tony tweet to kind of fuel the Arsenal players, right? And I think there's something I quite like about the idea that Arteta was like offended by the tweet, mm. but loves the player who dished it out. Yeah, and yeah. wants that player in the squad. Like, I love that sort of, yeah, that shithousery. And I'm going to use it to fuel our players. But I love that you did it. So let's yeah, get yeah. you in. Like, th- there's something I-, I do like about that dynamic. And and maybe you need characters that are willing to have real personality. Because I think we've got plenty in the squad that have it. And, 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 and Tony would add to that. And why, why would he come out of an interview... Uh, and I've, we've probably all seen the interview when he turned around and says, "Yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I really like the way Arsenal play." And fit. Mm. what? What? There's there's really no need to say that, was there? I I have to say, you, you know, I know that you, you you know like people like chatting for things and everything like not necessarily, but why would you say that? Mikel's mm. been on the phone. I'm getting it's me. obvious. He has. You know, it's, it's and, an old school come and get me play in it. Like you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I reckon flirting. he's playing. He's flirting, man, and and I agree with what you said, um, James. I think you know that that tweet. You even saw the way Gabriel responded after we beat them and said, you know, nice kick. But I reckon that, like you said, he was offended by it, but he respected it as well, you know. And I just think, I think you can, I think we can be a little bit nastier. I think you've got to be nasty to win league titles, and I think he would add that a little bit. I, I do think Osamen's ceiling at the moment is probably higher than Ivan Tony, And I do understand that. But I'm with you. I think we can get Tony. There's a clear lane to get him. The player wants out. The contract's running down. It's an affordable price. Where I just think Osamen, it's too complicated. I, I don't think we can guarantee we'd get that deal done. I think, so, there's, pro, I think there's pros in very different ways for Tony, Osamen and Ferguson. I can't lie. I think Ferguson has a bright future ahead of him. And I wouldn't want to be that club that... I've seen Rooney at Man United. I've seen Kane at, at Tottenham. And obviously, Ferguson's not English, but, you know, Irish, cool. Um, I just see something about him where he can be the next one in this league. That's your consistent 20-goal-a-year striker. But we'll see how it goes. Last question, Lee. Thomas Frank on the phone. Give us Ramsdale. You can have Tony, January. I thought you were doing the Eddie celebration. That's what I thought. <laughs> Oh, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. Oh, wow. I've come a long way to the break. <laughs> Call me, Ed. Last thing, Eddie. <laughs> Hope to see you on Sunday, mate. <laughs> I, think, I, I think really it's a genuine genuine thing that they to, to get it over the line, Eddie could be could be used. I, do think, yeah, I think that Eddie could be used for that more than more than Ramsdale. I think um if I'll be if I'll be honest, I think if I was Aaron Ramsdale, I'd wait for something a bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I think Chelsea would be a, a, a one today. And I'd tell, you, I'd tell you what, if I was Aaron Ramsdale as well, I, I, I'd keep an eye on the Man United situation as well. I'm not convinced by their goalkeeper. See what happens there. Like, you know, anything can happen in football in the year if he carries on going the way he goes, you know. So I think that Aaron Ramsdale will wait to the end of the season before anything happens. If, if it was me, that's what I would do. But um, maybe like, because of the the England situation, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I also think with Eddie, I think Eddie's got a uh, 
a decision to make in January as well. Like, you know, obviously making his debuts and congratulations for him. I think that's a marvellous achievement, by the way, like to, to, yeah. to, to get to, to England um, for him. That just shows you how well he has done. But do, do you want to play regular and be become that regular man? Like, you know, so um, obviously if Tony was to come to Arsenal, that's going to really limit his chances as well. So there may be some thinking from, from, from his side as well, like, you know, so... Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think that Brentford will uh, will sanction probably a goalkeeper swap for a striker. I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but maybe an Eddie. Yeah, you've got a couple, options, a couple options there. Yeah, they, they could. They might be interested in either, but we'll see how that one pans out. Let's keep it moving. Um, hopefully, you've hit the like button, people. Are we on a thousand likes yet? We're coming after half an hour into the pod, and before we end with the Chelsea lineup thoughts predictions. Usually in international break, we look at the next bulk of fixtures heading into the next international break. We have four league games. We have two Champions League games and we have a Carabao Cup tie against West Ham. Let's park the West Ham tie in the Carabao Cup to the side. Severe home and away, we'll park that to the side. Let's look at the four Premier League fixtures we have. Chelsea away, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle away, then Burnley at home. 12 points up for grabs. Curtis, let's start with you. Mm. What are you predicting us to get out of those 12 points? I mean, them two home games should be a goal fest. You Likewise, know what I mean? Yeah. We should be, they're two very difficult away games. Um, I think we beat both of them away from home last season, yep. which is obviously a, a big confidence boost. That, them games are going to be huge for us. Um, in reality, I would say if we can get four points from them two away games, the aim would be six, but, you know, four wouldn't be. A disaster, I suppose. But listen, we've got to aim for 12. We've got to aim for 12. I suppose you chip them away one by one. You try and go to the bridge, get a win, smash Sheffield United, then go to Newcastle. I think Newcastle, because of the Champions League, their squad is getting stretched. You know, Tanal is involved in this, you know, alleged betting problem at the moment. So yeah. a little bit of controversy there. I know Newcastle have got a few injuries. So listen, we got to target 12 points out of 12 if we can. Um, but we've got a lot of games, we're getting injuries. I suppose a lot of it will be down to what players are back from injury as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot and say we've got to get 12 points because at the same time, even though Chelsea and Newcastle are difficult games, I still believe we're better than both of them too. Chelsea, I know they've won their last couple of games, but they're still not looking great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Newcastle game is possibly the harder game. You see the way they dealt with Barcelona at home. You know, St. James's can be difficult. So, we got to be aiming for 12 points for me. But if we got... um, Not Barcelona, PSG, sorry. Yeah, they smashed PSG. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, they smashed PSG, didn't they? But listen, aim for 12. Aim for 12. But if you end up with 10, it's not a disaster. I think 10's got to be the minimum. When you when you said four, I was thinking in my head four out of twelve. I can't. No, no, four out of the two away games. I'm no, well, I picked four, four out of twelve. I think you're ripping the shirt off your chest ah. again. <laughs> Get it off, bro. It's inflation now. We can't rip shirts anymore. <laughs> I use that as a as a cloth or something if I have to. <laughs> Take it off slowly. Take it off slowly, and I'll clean the car with it if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Curtis is going for the twelve out of twelve. What are you going for? Prediction. I, I, I think the, I think the Newcastle one's a worry for me. I, I do think that's a worry for me. I think like the next three games are going to be tough. Chelsea. Don't forget our next three games: Chelsea, Seville, and and um, 
Sheffield United, like three games in less than I think it's six days or the seven days. It's Saturday, it's Saturday, isn't it? Like, you know, so that's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah, Saturday, Saturday. Uh, and I also think, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Um, two games against Chelsea away and Newcastle away, 5.30 on a Saturday night. I think that game under the lights a little bit. I know they're all under lights now, but you know what I mean? It's a little bit more of an atmosphere, I think, like, you know, Newcastle. Going up there last season, the atmosphere was unreal. So I do think that um, that'd be tough. I think Chelsea, we've got to really target three points there. I know that uh, Chelsea have done well in the last couple of games, but def- uh, defensively, I'm, I'm not so sure about them. And also, like you know, they, they are a little bit more, a little bit toothless to what they have been in the past. I think if we defensively, if we defend well, we should we should deal with that. And it's if we take our chances. Two home games, anything but six points is, you know, that will be a disaster if we don't get us the six points there. Yes, it'd be nice, as Kurt says there, to um, to go on a goal average and things like that. But for me, I'm just, just get the points. Uh, and, and I do feel that maybe that's where our first defeat could come. Uh, at, at Newcastle, if I'll be honest, like you know, uh, but if we could get away with um, ten points out of the twelve, that would be be fantastic. And I'll, I'll I say that if we was to go to Chelsea and win, and then we go to um, we beat Sheffield United, and then we beat Newcastle, and then we draw against say like Burnley, then it's then it's not, you know what I mean? So I'm looking at that with three wins against Chelsea. Burnley and Sheffield United and, and a point at uh, Newcastle. And I would be very, very pleased with that 10, 10 points. Yeah, I agree. Definitely 10 minimum for me, but 12 should be the expectation, James. Yeah, 12 should be the expectation because, I mean, you know, if you if you match your results at Chelsea and Newcastle from last season, all that, I know we talk about that a lot and then winning the home games that we should win. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we should be aiming for 12. I don't think draws at these away grounds are like the end of the world I know it'd be disappointing not to win one of them 10 out of 12 we can all live with but you know I I really have been saying this from early on in the season it is still early on in the season obviously we're eight games in Chelsea's Chelsea's underlying numbers and their performances were better than the results they were getting Mm -hmm. and we'd like to troll them because they spent a billion and because they you know had a third manager in or fourth manager in a year and there's a lot of reasons to you know pile on Chelsea right but they're quite a strange side because their results are poor. They're 11th in the table. They've had some shockers. But then you watch them. They are not that bad. They should have beaten Liverpool, could easily have beaten Forest, have plenty of chance against Villa. I thought the sending off was unfortunate. Should have won away at Bournemouth. Um, and, and then actually you start to tally that up and they're probably lingering around fifth or sixth in the table. and Maybe not fifth or sixth, but, you know, closer. And suddenly we're looking at them slightly differently. Um, I do think, however, for everything I've just said and trying to sort of lift Chelsea a little bit, I also am not overly convinced by the players out there. You know, midfield of Enzo, Gallagher, Caicedo, while there's energy and there's talent, I think we should be able to eat up that midfield and, and control the game. And if we do, then, you know, I, I'm confident. Newcastle, I feel slightly differently about where, they are very good. You know, you see them, they smash PSG. Um, they've had some indifferent results, but they did smash Sheffield United. I think they should have beaten Liverpool. That 2-1 defeat was like, you know, they kind of just got hit by a sucker punch. But really, they should have killed off with Harvey Barnes and they won that game. Um, but there's something about them, like physically, they are so imposing and they can make it so difficult for you. But we showed at St. James's Park last year that if you overcome that first 20 minutes and you get your foot on the ball, 
you can have joy and actually you can quieten the crowd and then suddenly your 11 is better than their 11 and, and, and you're going to be all right. So it kind of depends how we come through that first 20. I, I'm predicting this severe away game and this West Ham away game. I know everyone says Carabao Cup or whatever. I want to get through. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And I don't like the way they're placed. But I think we'll get between eight and ten points out of twelve. Eight and ten. Um, yeah, I think we'll get between I'm actually, eight. And 10. I'm I'm with you in terms of if you want realistically what I think of the next four games. I I, I don't look look. I can't even look past the, the Chelsea game at the moment because as mm. much as we've we've you know had our way with them over the years, I've just checked. Chelsea haven't beaten us at the bridge since the start of the 2018-19 season. I think yeah. that was the second game of the season after we had got smoked by City, if I'm not mistaken. We should have won that game. Mm. Yeah, five years. Five years since they've been at home. We've won every game aside from one where we've drawn. And obviously, yeah. Europa League final win in there as well, which was at the end of that 18-19 season. But surely these records come to an end. To, to, to have the record we do against Chelsea, I know they haven't been the Chelsea that, we're, that we've been used to seeing over the last decade or so. But to get yeah. this many wins consistently at, at the bridge, number one, round of applause because it's a big achievement. It was something that we needed to start doing consistently, especially when you look at us 10 years ago or five to 10 years ago. I'm worried about the game because I think it can be the catalyst for Chelsea. Pochettino as well there. He knows very much what a rivalry with Arsenal's like. I'm sure he's going to be very much go there and your season starts here, boys. You know, the, the, the target is Champions League. Go and get a win against a team that everyone foresees challenging for the title and we can kick on from here. They're going to use that as motivation. Yeah. But I still think we get some sort of a result there. Well, um, law of averages will tell you you're not going to win four games in a row at Sanford Bridge. Yeah. But who did we just beat? A team that slapped us up 12 times in a row. So that would have included six games at the Emirates. So why is it when City are on top and we were in the mud a little bit and we were going through a rebuild and struggling, they flexed every time and reminded us who we were in relation to them. And let, you know, I, I would love to see Arsenal do the same. I don't think this is a bad Chelsea team. I really don't. I'm not. The only thing I can really troll is the billion spent and I don't really see where they spent it. But they're not playing as badly as their league tables position suggests. But I'd love it for Arsenal to go, yeah, cool. You've probably been a bit better than the results say, but we're just still going to remind you you're not us. Um, and, and I'd love to see Arsenal do that. But I, I'm with you, Turkish. I'm almost irrationally more like, it's weird. If we drew last year, I'd yeah, almost yeah. be more confident we'd win this year. Yeah, and that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But it's just law of averages, I guess. Your brain just... Even back-to-back -back wins against Newcastle away, the law of averages tell you that doesn't happen often either. So. Exactly. We dominated Chelsea last year, though. I know we beat them 1-0, yeah. but we were totally in control of that game from oh. start to finish. It was a really good performance. It should have been more goals. So, I, I, I'm, I, I think that, you know, look, go back when Chelsea were better than us. They used to come to the Emirates and beat us most years. Yeah. You know, the, the better teams normally win games, and, and that's how you've got to look at it. Uh, we've got, we've got think, something on Chelsea right now. I, I think oh. it'll be a hard game. I think last year when we played them, I think Potter was in charge. They were a bit in disarray. I think there, there's a few factors around this game. Like Turkish said, Poch, former Tottenham, he's going to want to use this as the game to kickstart their season. You look at Kai Sado, you know, nearly joined us in January. Kai Havertz going back to his old club as well. So there's a Madrid. few factors. 
Mudrick as well. Yeah, he's going to be desperate to perform as well. So it's a it's a game that like I, I expect us to win, but I'm nervous as well at the same time because you know, mm. it's just one of them games where you think if you don't manage that game properly, like you said, 5.30 on Sky under the lights, it's 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 a difficult game. But we need to use the fact we've just beaten Manchester City. Hopefully we'll have an even better team out because you'd like to think maybe Saka will be fit now. Yeah. Martinelli maybe can start this game as well. Um, so, listen, if, if we're going to win the league, we've got to win games like this, in my opinion. 100%. And... Uh... I think the game's bigger because of that victory against City now, you know, because we've got that, you know, we've got that dark cloud off us now in terms of not getting a W against City in the league. Let's follow it up with a convincing W, three points against Chelsea away from home and and put them to bed like we have been doing the last four or five years. Um, but lineup wise Saka, as far as I'm aware, Saka will be ready on the weekend. We'd hope so. If he's close, if he was close to making it for England, and yeah, there was an yeah. outside chance of making it for City, you'd hope he's available for this game. Um, I-, I think lineups fascinating because it's going to tell us a lot about how much Arteta respects Chelsea. You know, against Man City, he opted to get Rice in a more box to box role. He wanted to free him up so he could do ball winning up and down the pitch. Even if it meant getting Jorginho in there, but Jorginho I thought did actually well against City. Um, so it's going to be interesting whether he looks at Chelsea as a team where he can get Havertz or Vieira in midfield and try to break them down, have some possession, control the midfield, have a lot of the ball and try and be inventive. I would still, and I've said it all season, I'd, I'd still opt for whether it's Jorginho or Partey at the base. Obviously, Partey came on against City, so he should be fit. And then give Rice that free roam because I think we need to we need to treat them like the Chelsea of old. They're not the Chelsea of old, but we've got to because that game will always be that big. Like No matter how much in the mud... They are. Chelsea versus Arsenal at Stamford Bridge will always be a massive game. And and you've got to anticipate that they're going to raise their level to that, like they mm. did for Liverpool on the opening day. They haven't quite reached that level of performance since that opening day, where I thought they were really good. I, I'm anticipating they're going to raise their level. We've got to be ready for a very good Chelsea. So get Rice again in that box-to-box midfield. Is Jorginho in the, in the Italy squad? I'd, I'd imagine so. I'll check now. Because if he if he isn't, you know, he'd, he, he wouldn't have, he'd be nicely rested. And, and I thought he played very, very well against Man City. You know what I mean? Why would you leave him out, especially against Chelsea? I thought he'd done really, really well. Thomas Partey, I know, is um, having some minutes with Garner, isn't he? Like, you know, so uh, yeah. I think that midfield's going to be very, very interesting what you go, like, because you, they have got legs in there, haven't they? Yeah. That's the only thing, like, with the, the Caicedo and um, Gallagher and uh, whoever else they're going to put in there. They've got legs in there. So uh, credit, to, credit, credit to Chris Hutton, he took party off at half time. Yeah, I think it was agreed or something when it Turkish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They sort of agreed on it. So it'd be really interesting in midfield, like you know, you know, Turkish brings a good point up. Uh, sorry, uh, Curtis brings a good point up there about Havertz. Does he come into the team? You know, at Chelsea, this is one of the games where you'd, you know, like look, like to see that he would um, produce. I mean, the the thing. I, Every preview I keep saying, oh, you know, we're playing Tottenham. This could be the game Havertz announces himself. It's Man United. Now it's Chelsea. For me, I I just think, you know, we've got to just deal with what's in front of us. And, you know, we can't keep looking for the fairy tale. I know he got the assist, but 
I, I just think we've got to see that Thomas Partey, Declan Rice midfield. We've been waiting for it for ages. Arsenal sent a physio to America with Garner. I don't know if you saw that. And yeah. obviously he's managing Thomas Partey over there. And I just think Jorginho had a very good game against Man City. But when Partey came on, I think you yeah, could feel that it, it went up another level, didn't it? It just felt... And and plus, I want to see Declan Rice get forward a little bit more. You know, he's I think he's got that about his game. And I think with Partey, you've got that insurance policy then to let him go forward. So... I'd like to see that part A Rice and Odegaard midfield personally in in that in that three sense. That's the midfield. We, we've been waiting all season to see Partey Rice Odegaard. I'm waiting to see Jesus start up front. Yeah. In the league. Yeah. yeah. Like if we can get that midfield of yeah, that midfield, Odegaard, Partey Rice, Saka Martinelli, Jesus up top. Yeah. You know, we talk about Arsenal having lacked fluidity in these opening eight games, but in fairness, they've missed two key, key players in terms of distributing and starting it. And then the guy at the top who brings it all together, we have lacked that as well. Um, wow, my voice really went there. Um, so, you know, uh, that I'm desperate to see too. I, I hope he doesn't mess around too much with all of that. But you never know with Arteta. He's trying new things. Well, we're unbeaten. We've just beaten City and it's Chelsea away next. Let me bring up the prediction table because we're going to slowly but surely... Move on to predictions. For the audio listeners, there is no change. 12 games have been played. 12 <laughs> predictions. Come on, Lee. Sort that out, will you, mate? Well, I should be on 10, really. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, you know, so... 10? Uh, <laughs> where'd, you get, where'd you get the other points? Where, 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 it, where am I on? Six? Yeah, you had two points no, to touch. I should be on eight. I should be on eight. Like, sorry, yeah. I should be like on eight. Sorry. And Curtis, I should be on eleven, but I've had three points deducted. So here we are. Okay, fair enough. I've had a point deducted. I'd have been on eight as well. It's only Jordan that hasn't had points deducted because he's he was given a point. I, I rightfully earned a point yeah. in the yeah, community. He deserved, he deserved that, mate. Lee, I won't have you talking bad at James, mate. Thank Please. you, man. Nah, of course not. Thanks, bro. Please. Turkish, and, and for what's worth, I, I felt you always deserved the other three that they took. That's, my bro, you see, no, my no. bro. Here we go again. Take the building judges back. Go on, my. Unbelievable. Lee, have you? Did you see the quiz on AFTV on Friday? I haven't seen it yet. Like, is that the one with? Um, I've seen. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. I've got. Yeah. I've, I've got. What's well, that? Turkish and I, one round in, we're reigning champions, and you know we're challenging you and Jordan at some point. Right, okay, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, I should watch that today, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I know he was up against Ty. Who was he also up against? Laurie. Ty and Laurie. Rude. Maybe we should do Ty Laurie against Lee Jordan to see if they deserve to face us, James. Oh, I see what you're saying, like a scrap before you face the Kings. Yeah, did they deserve yeah, I'm right that. us? I don't know. We're on beat. Curtis, is there is there a quiz partner you want to claim early on? Julian. Oh, L- Laurie might need a new partner, to be fair. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like would talk is cheap. We can get talk is cheap <laughs> in the building. <laughs> to be fair, what, I, would... uh, I, I, I think I prefer Julian in that role because Julian's quite knowledgeable. He knows Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jordan, man. Well, oh, come on, like, you know what I mean? He's a part time, isn't he? Like, you know what I mean? He only, he, only watches, <laughs> he only watches the highlights, you know what I mean? Like, you know, get a question free, and he, he no, no, where, where, oh, yeah. oh, I was, oh, I was on a train to Liverpool. I didn't really see that game. No, you know, well, to be fair, when it when he compared Havertz to Kaka, it was downhill from there, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> 
he brought the pod into disrepute with that comment. Midfield players, like you know, I mean, this is a guy that really, you know, if I'll be honest, lads, and you keep this quiet. I don't think he knows his onions. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> really. Don't tell anybody. Keep this quiet to the yeah, quiet. many thousands you know. of people who are going to be watching it. Nah. Keep, keep keep it Jordan, up. Jordan, I can't believe what Lee's saying about you, mate. I mean, the Kanji one was a shocker, but other than that. The Kanji one. He's, he's had a fuse. Inchenko, Edison, Kaka Havertz, the Kanji. They said where the Spurs play, put Upton Park down. And come on, you've got no chance. <laughs> he, he went to West Ham's parade, eh? Enough about that. Oh, yeah, that was... Another game, game, he thought we was at home when we was away. You know what I mean? Come on, like, I mean, he's standing in the Emirates and thinking, kill everybody's a bit late, or is it me? You know what I mean? Come on, like, you know, his track record ain't very good, like, you know? Well, I miss him. Curtis, you're amazing, but of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't worry, man. No, you didn't want him in the quiz, though. You didn't want him as a partner in the quiz, didn't you? Right? You mean? Yeah, no. No, no, me and Turkish. No, no, Turkish, no, 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 First and second, eight points apiece. I've got two correct scores. He's got one. James is in third with seven and Lee's in fourth with six. So it's only two points separating top from bottom. And we're going to move into predictions now. I'm top, so I'm going to start. And I'm going to start with a... That Nicholas Jackson guy. He can't score against us, man. I, uh... oh, don't, don't say that, please. Yeah. Don't clip you up. Yeah, that's two goals for Nicholas Jackson. Put two yeah. up there. <laughs> I know, man. And I just want Ben White to eat Sterling. I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go with 2-1 Arsenal. Just for the rest of the panel, Jordan's gone 1-1. So Jordan has gone 1-1. Curtis, what are you going for? Um, I see a lot of it's down to that lineup that he picks. And it just... Same. I just, I just think he's gonna tinker with it somewhere. You know, I think there'll be he'll play Havertz or somebody. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go two one as well. I could see us conceding, but I think we'll have a bit too much going forward. So me and Curtis have gone two one. Arsenal. Jordan's gone one one. James, I have this horrible feeling that he will tinker with it. I think he'll go. Oh well, Jesus did so well out on the right and. We don't need to force Saka, and you know Eddie works hard, and you need. Yeah, huh? I think that as well. I don't think. Yeah, Saka and it'll be, you know it'll be good away from home, and Eddie up top, and you know what? We need Kai's presence in there. I'm not really sure what that looks like, but we'll get him in there, and a former Chelsea, so you know we're happy to stick with him, and and actually he'll kind of think that the City game. You know, we got to a level that, yes, we were all happy with, but it's horses for courses. We had to concede the ball at times because of who we were playing. Against Chelsea, I feel like we should be able to flex our muscles, get the win done like we would against most teams. It's not a disrespect to Chelsea. I've shown them plenty of respect on this podcast, but I just think I'm worried he'll tinker too much. And I actually think I'm going for I'm going for a 2-2. 2-2, another, another draw predicted. Lee, so James is going to Desmond, aren't we? Desmond, right, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to stay positive. I think that defensively away from home, we're very, very good. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Chelsea nil, Arsenal 2. 2-0. Two so mm. we've got 2-0 from Lee. Me and Curtis have gone 2-1. Arsenal, Jordan's gone 1-1. James has gone 2-2. Two, two. So a couple draws have been predicted and three wins have been predicted. As always, we're going to keep it moving. Prediction table off the screen. 
comments of the day ready, locked, loaded. Obviously, Curtis, this ain't for you. This is the yeah, part. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, Jordan doesn't do it anyway, so it's not like well, it yeah, every good. week they're crap. Uh, can I start because it's not like I've not got like a like a happy funny one. It, it, it's just an interesting couple of comments I saw regularly popping up. So this one from uh, David uh, McHenry says Saliba constantly getting all the credit. Gabriel was insane again, but his name doesn't get mentioned. And then this one as well from uh, Cadenite says Saliba is phenomenal, but can we big up Gabriel? He's just as good at locking it down. What a guy! And I just want to address this because I've seen quite a lot of this. Gabriel is brilliant. We all think he's brilliant. And I actually think a lot of us were saying that if you look at the second half of last season, before Saliba's injury, Gabriel's as good, if not better, to be fair. Um, so I think Gabriel does get credit. But I want everyone to understand that there's no, just because you're not giving credit to one, sorry, just because you're giving credit to one doesn't mean you're not appreciating the other. Almost sometimes the best thing you can say about goalkeepers and centre-backs is almost to not mention them. You know, because there's nothing to say, they're doing their jobs and, and, and that's kind of what you want. You know, you want things to be stable and everything to be kind of moving smoothly. But William Saliba, I honestly believe, and it's a word that, you know, world class is overused. This one potentially could be too. But Saliba might well be a generational centre-back. Like, he is a phenomenal talent. I really believe that. I think he is so, so, so good. And I think he's still got levels to go. And I think we're just appreciating that. You know, I think we're just appreciating that he at the age of, 21, 22 maybe, is doing a job against Erling Haaland, is looking phenomenal against almost anyone we put him up against. And when he came out the team, our chances of the title, well, they collapsed, right? And I think we're just showing a like appreciation for what I believe is an elite talent. That is not to take away from Gabriel, who is amazing. And maybe there's nothing in it with their performances right now. Gabriel's young in his own right. I think Gabriel's only 25 himself. Um, but when you look at how complete Saliba is, you know, that is why he tends to come out on top. He takes a lot of responsibility on the ball, off the ball. And and we're, and it's just we've just shown a lot of love and praise to someone who I think is a very, very rare talent in the game. So what? nothing on Gabriel. I think he's unreal. I think he's one of the best centre-backs in the league. But Saliba deserves the praise that's coming his way as well. More often than not, most, if not all, great players have had silent assassins assist them along the way whether that be Burkamp for Omri or, or Xavi and Iesta for Messi or or Matip for Van Dijk, a more recent example when they won. There's always, you know, someone that kind of, you know, gives the platform to the other. And I think that's the situation here. Gabriel does deserve flowers, but Saliba is the one that's going to get the majority of the flowers because he's the one that you look at on the ball and you think, oof. You look at him, you know, his passing, his movement, his breaking, breaking of the lines. He's, he's got it all and you just think Rolls-Royce at such a young age, but that doesn't take away anything from Gabriel, who gives him that platform to be able to um, perform consistently. Lee, do you want me to go next? or I've, I've got two, like, I, you know, but I've got that. Like, love the forever Arsenal with James Lee, shameless and the humble guy. I love that one. I love Who's that shameless? One. I don't know, like, but thank you, Joe. We know who shameless is, like, you know. And the other one was a good one, I thought. like I'm know, shameish, not shameless. Was I, uh, and I, you know, I have to say, like, you know, again, you know, I do worry about Jordan at times. Like, Lee's face when Jordan says Martinelli's shot was going well wide never changed. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, does he watch games? I have to say that. Like, he actually watched the game, it went, was going wide. 
You know, I've looked at it from. Uh, uh, can, can someone please ask me how this bloke got on, gets on in life when you watch that? <laughs> right? It's no, it's it's, it's outrageous statement that he makes. It was going well wide. I've watched. No, you're it, you're, you're outrageous to speak that way about Jordan. Jordan, no, I've got your back too, mate. How do you get it's to conclude that going well wide? It's on target. Talk sport, isn't it? Talk sport, like yeah. controversially, you know. Sam and Jordan's know. got to him, man. I just, yeah. I just think someone, <laughs> you know, for, for him to come on here, you know, and, and first of all, he, he he said, "I'm not a real lover of Marley. I don't rate him." He said that once, so I'm like, you know, he's not he's not got no end product. You know, what I mean, then he scores a goal next week, and that shuts him up. <laughs> and then he then he turns around and says it was going worldwide. You know, what does he, you know, like, he's obviously phone's a bit blurry as he's watching the highlights or saying, come on, guys, you know what I mean? Uh, let's keep it moving. Jordan, love for the love, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we look forward to seeing you back soon. My one here is from Chris Ward, and he says, a big fan of the show, I always see Chris in the comments. He says, I wasn't expecting this pod to drop so soon after the game. The hard work you guys put in doesn't go unnoticed. Anyways, big up the forever crew. And yes, I'm including the highlights merchant. Much love from Australia. Come on, you gunners. <laughs> I like Chris as well, though. Yeah, top guy. Highlights you merchant. You see that one as well, like, you know, like the comments, you know, like, I've got to say, like, you know, wherever you go now, people are watching it and and saying that they really love the Forever Arsenal. It's very humbling, very humbling. So and, they've been, and they've been calling for Curtis for a little while. So hopefully you've enjoyed yeah. the latest show. Thanks we've me, guys. For. Curtis is his own channel, people. I'm sure you know. If you don't know, get to know. Search up Curtis Shaw. We'll put it in the description. But if you search Curtis Shaw, it will come up. He's doing regular streams, regular lives, regular content. So show Curtis some love. And obviously look forward to seeing him more on this channel. We've done a supporters club recently as well. So go check that out. Because there's still a few days left until the Premier League returns. The only place to find the famous Dotalong. You you won't find it anywhere on the internet. Dotalong. <laughs> now your channel's world class, man. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, I big up Curtis. It, big up Curtis. Um, big up Lee, Lee Judges TV, James B. That's the channel, right? That is the channel. That's the channel. Listen, we'll put it all in the description, people. I'll get that done. Obviously, mine's Turkish L, the end of Big Six. Love for the love. Hit the like button, get it up to a thousand. And we'll be back after the Chelsea game to review and preview the next one. Make sure you're there, people. Make sure you subscribe. Put the notification bell on. We're out. Peace. Podcast Network.